Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Holy Spirit, speak and give us ears that hear, give us eyes that see. We pray, Lord, let our hearts be fertile to receive your word, that it shall bring forth fruits in our lives. We are thankful, we are grateful, we love you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I don't know why three people were excited and they're clapping. And the rest of the people were, they were like, it's another evening, preach, and let's go. Let's see on you. We have prayed, we have sung songs, we have taken the offering, we are going to hear the preaching, and then we'll take offerings again, and then we'll pray, and then we'll go home. So let's go on. Is it how? Is it how? It has become? Mercy. Mercy. It ought not be so. It ought not be so. Amen. It ought not be so. Wonderful. Well, I want to um, continue with the message that we've been sharing in the last few weeks. We've been sharing about the Christianity is a spiritual walk. Christianity is a spiritual walk. I think we've been sharing a lot from this topic, and I believe that um, your life is changing. That the way you look at your relationship with God is changing. Hallelujah. And I said that the goal of this series of messages that I've been sharing with you is to Deepen your understanding about your Christian walk. To give you that understanding that this walk with God is not a natural walk. We cannot walk with God with our natural self. Amen. Amen. We share the scripture in 1 John. We share the scripture in 1 John and we said, For the love of God, because of the love of God. Did we share that scripture? We said that when we know the ways of God, when we understand the ways of God, it's easy for us to walk with him. We said when we, if you live in your father's house and you know his mind, it is very easy to flow with him. He may say things that you don't like, but you know his intentions. You know his mind. You know why he's saying this. You know why he doesn't want you to do this. You know why he wants you to go to this school and not that school. But if you don't understand your father, you don't know his mind, you don't have his mind, then everything he does seems to be opposing and it seems to not helping you in your own understanding. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? 
When your father says, I would like you to marry this person and not that person, you don't understand why. When he says, I want you to go to this school and not that school, you don't understand why. You see, because you don't, you don't have his mind. You don't know his mind. And I, I shared a scripture in 1 John 5 and 3. It says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandment. And his commandments are not grievous. You see, when you have the mind of God, when you understand God, his commandments are not grievous. The things that he says do and don't do, the things that he says you can have and you can have, they are not grievous. They are not burdensome. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? And that is why we want to build our spiritual life. We want to develop the spiritual aspect of us. Hallelujah. John 4 and verse 24, the Bible says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the one that said that. He says, God is a spirit. And if you are worshiping God, you must worship him in spirit. It means that we have a tendency to worship God in the flesh. And as far as God is concerned, as Jesus says in this scripture, if you want to worship him, you must worship him in spirit. It means there's a spiritual aspect of you and there is a natural aspect of you. And do not let your relationship or your, you, how you relate with God be with the natural. Don't let the natural relate with God. Hallelujah. Because we said that the natural man cannot receive anything from the Spirit of God. How can you receive something? How can, you, how can I give you, you see, if you don't understand my language, I can't even give you anything. If I'm teaching you, and the language that I'm speaking or I'm using is foreign to you and you don't understand, there's nothing that you can receive from what I'm teaching. Isn't that so? If I began sharing with you in Hebrew or in Greek or in language or in Hausa, maybe two or three people will understand. But a lot of you will not understand. So we cannot, if you relate with God in the natural, you will not receive anything from him. Hallelujah. Because, you see, when you relate with God in the natural, you realize that his ways are totally different from your ways. You see, so when he's saying do this, it's opposite what you want to do. Completely opposite. You realize that his mind is totally different from your mind if you are in the natural and things don't make sense to you. Hallelujah. So we, we read in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14, we said, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. They have their senses exercised. You have to have your senses exercised. Hallelujah. 
Because your senses will always want to relate with God in the natural. And you have to exercise your senses such that it can relate to God in the spirit. That your senses are dull as far as natural things are concerned. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, because when people are, when people are full, when people are, they have eaten and they are full, they misbehave. They talk, they say all kinds of things. You see? Isn't that so? When you are hungry, you, you don't even want to be bothered. You see, when you are hungry, you don't even want to, you, don't, you are not prepared for gossip. You don't want to talk. So you see, you become sensitive. And you, you, you see, then you are exercising your talking, your mouth. It's now, it's now, you who likes to talk so much, you see, because you are hungry, you are not even talking. Somebody calls you on the phone, you say, oh, I think you have to call me another time. You see, you are not ready to gossip. When you are fasting, you are exercising your senses. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You are exercising your senses. Hallelujah. So we need to exercise our senses. We need to exercise our senses. We need to pray all the time. All the time. Praying all the time. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So in our relationship with God, if we continue to be natural, we will not benefit from God. If you are not conscious of spiritual things, you cannot receive much from God. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 28. Genesis chapter 28. And verse number 10. Genesis 28 and verse 10. Let's read together. It says, and Jacob, no, I'm reading, but listen. I know you can read. <laughs> you have taken lead already. It's okay. You want us to read together? If I read, you not you. If you read with me, you don't even concentrate. You don't focus. You just worried about your pronunciations and struggling with your words, and so just listen to as I read to you. But you can read your Bible. That is what I'm trying to say. So that you know that I'm not sharing from my own mind. As I always tell you, I don't share anything that is not in the scriptures. The only thing that I want to share with you always is the word of God. Amen. It says, and Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. That is a hustler. Do you understand what is a hustler? Someone who is really struggling in life. That you have been in a place where you can't even afford a hotel. Where you are going to sleep, the pillow that you are going to sleep on is a stone. What a hard place. 
What a hard place. Amen. It says that he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows. Of the stones of that place, he came to a certain place and he tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and put them for his pillows. I mean one pillow. <laughs> he used them to make more pillows. Like soft, you would like to have. <laughs> and lay down in that place to sleep. I don't know why the scripture kept saying that place, that place, that place. You see, because even when we are speaking, we don't even say that. You will say that Jacob, he lighted in a certain place and he tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took some stones and then he laid it down and then he slept. Right? But the scripture is saying, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. In that place to sleep. So God is making emphasis on that place. The next verse, he says, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and, thy God of, and the God of Isaac. He says, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Look at that place. That hard place. Look at things that are coming out of that place. Where you will not expect any good thing. Where you feel like your life is in a hard place. Tonight, I don't know what place you are. I don't know what hard place you happen to be. In that place, you are going to have a visitation. In that presence. In that difficulty, in that challenge, in that difficulty, in that overwhelming burden, you are going to have a visitation from God. And in that place, your blessings are coming. I say your blessings are coming. In that place, that same difficulty, same challenge, that place. It says, seed, it says, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. The Lord will be with you in that place. I said the Lord will be with you in that place. And will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. And will bring thee again into this land. You see, from that, from that difficulty, 
God will begin to walk with you. And he will be with you in all places. In all places. From the place where it doesn't look like God can be there. From the place, from the situation that looked like God cannot be involved in this situation. He says, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep. Jacob awaked out of his sleep. And to his surprise, he awoke out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. The Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. The Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Hallelujah. Verse 17. He says, and he was afraid. Suddenly. This place that looked like challenge, difficulty, nothing here. Suddenly he was afraid. How dreadful is this place? He he says, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. This is none other. This place, it cannot be anything but the house of God. He says, this is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. Wow. The same place. He says, God was here and I knew it not. God was here and I knew it not. You see, people come to church all the time. They come to church all the time and they don't experience God. Because they don't, they, don't, they don't get anything from God because they don't expect that God is here. They don't expect that God is here. The place doesn't look like God can be here. The place doesn't have like um, ascending and descending platform and choristers that are like and chandeliers and it doesn't look like God can be in the place. It looks like a hard place. But God is in the place. And he says, and I knew it now. Unless you wake up and be conscious and say, this is the house of God. And you say, I am in the house of God. You will not experience. It may look so ordinary. It may be another place to you. Hallelujah. It may be like another place. As long as you consider the place to be a place where you're meeting your friends. Oh, let me go Tuesday. I'll meet my friend. Are you coming? Let's go. Are you bringing the kenke? Add pepper to it. Are you bringing fish? I'll meet you. Give me, bring me some fish. You see, and you are coming to church only because you want your friend to meet you with some meat. That is a re- Otherwise, tonight you wouldn't have come. 
You see, because you are not, you, you, you are not, you are not awakened to the fact that this is the house of God. You are not waking to the fact that this is the house of God. You are only coming because there was a free ride. Today they offered you a free ride. As long as it is a place where it's a place of finding a beloved for you, I have to, I, today if I come, I'll meet my beloved. As long as it's a place of finding a husband, finding a wife, As long as the place of good, good girls are in a, you know, good girls go to church. Christians are godly girls. I'll find a good wife. You will never experience God's presence. If it is just a place where you spend time. Some people just, they are bored at home. They are bored at home. They are lonely at home, so they come. They are lonely at home. Oh, I know, I know that. Some people, they are lonely at home. So they like to come to church. That is the only reason. It's not because it is the house of God. But Jacob says, this is none other but the house of God. Some people, it's a place where they celebrate their birthdays. You know? It's when it's your birthday, then you dress. You dress and then you come to celebrate your birthday. Some people, they come to church because they, they, they want to have a wedding. <laughs> there are some people, they join a church so that they will have a pastor that will officiate their wedding. <laughs> some people, they join a church. I know there's a friend that I know. There's a, a person that I work with. He goes to a church and he only goes because he, he has a new baby and he wants to have a baby dedication. After the baby dedication, then he stops. So after his first two children that went to the church, he went to the church and he dedicated this one. He doesn't go to church again. When his wife was about to give birth, like six weeks before delivery, he started going. He started going. Oh, people do that. I, I am, I'm a pastor. They need a... And then he started going. Then he will have the second dedication. So the third one. <laughs> so during the third one, then he joined another church. He told me, he said, this time if I go, the pastor will not do that. So he joined another church. <laughs> he has, he has four, four children. And then that church, he was able to have two dedications. And then he's done. He's done with having children. So, no more. Some people join the church so they can have a pastor to officiate their wedding. Because if, you know, I, because if you're having a wedding and you don't go to a church, then you have to pay some minister to officiate your wedding. So, some people join a church not because it's the house of God. Some people join the church or they go to the church on occasions where they can celebrate Christmas or celebrate Easter. And 31st night, I have to enter the new year in the house of God. Amen. You see, if you are like that, you will never experience the power of God. 
if you are not conscious, if you are not, you, you, are, you are not conscious of the fact that this is a spiritual presence and this is the house of God, you will not experience the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. But when you become conscious, I say when you become conscious of it, that this is the house of God, suddenly, suddenly you begin to see angels ascending and descending upon your hard situations. Suddenly you begin to experience the presence of God in your hard situation. The place may not look like a place where God will dwell. Look like a wilderness. The place looks like a very dry place. And Jacob was in a natural. He was looking for hard place, stones, making pillows. He didn't think that this is the house of God. He says, God was here and I didn't know. May the Lord open your eyes to see that he is here. May you rise up to say, God was here and I didn't know. Hallelujah. That God was here and I didn't know. When you you know it, once once you are conscious of it, once you become conscious that the presence of God is here, you begin to treat the place differently. Suddenly, the pillows, the stones now, he's pouring oil on the stones. It's becoming an altar. Suddenly, the stones have become a treasure. Suddenly, chairs in the place are very, very holy. Everything in the place is holy. Suddenly, the tiles in the place, you treat it with reverence. Suddenly, the place changes to you. That is when you become that spiritual. When you are conscious of the presence of God. The way you treat his presence, the way you treat his house is how you will experience him. That this is the house of God. As I am coming, I'm coming to the house of God. You will experience God. I say you will experience God. You will experience God. Suddenly he was pouring oil on the stones. Ordinary stones that were in the wilderness. Suddenly he says, this must be the house of God. This must be the house of God. There are some of you who have no reverence for the house of God. You will never experience God. You are natural. You see, you are looking at it as another hall. It's another hall that they have gathered. You will never experience. You see, as you are relating to God in the natural, you will not experience it. He says the natural man will not receive anything. He received not of the things of the Spirit of God. You are natural and you will not experience God. But the moment you enter into the spirit and you say, this is the spirit of God. This is the house of God. This place is the house of God. Even as you are walking on and you, are, you drop something, hey, it, it troubles you. This is the house of God. By the way you treat the place, you drink and you leave bottles. You see, you don't treat it as this is the house of God. You don't, you don't treat it as such that this is the house of God. You don't have reverence for the place. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You stand right here in in this place, in the house of God, and you are telling a lie. You have no reverence. You have no respect. So you see, you are natural. You are standing right here and you are telling a lie. Blatant lie. You see, I had a dream and you didn't have a dream. Right here in the house of... He said, I had a dream and God said I should marry you. And you didn't have any dream. You are lying. You see, you are natural. natural? Very natural. 
And that's a lie that Christians, Christian young men used to overcome young women in the church. I had a dream about you. I had a dream. It is, uh, you see, and you are, you, are, you, you are standing in the house of God and you are rapping a girl. You are standing in the house of God and you are rapping a girl. You are standing in the house of God and you are telling, I'll marry you. And you know you are not going to marry the person. In the house of God. In the house of God. You see, you are so natural because you, see, you think it's an ordinary hall. God cannot be here. You will never experience God. You will never experience God. You will never experience God. Sometimes we are praying and you see people are outside chatting. You see, they don't think they are, the people are talking to God. They don't think. Do you think they will be standing outside talking? No. If they knew that the people here, they are talking to God, they will come in and they will begin to talk to God. But you are so natural. That is why your life is the way it is. So natural. Hallelujah. The place may not look like it's the house of God, but it is the house of God. I say it may not look like it, but God is here. I say it may not look like it, but God is here. Hallelujah. It may not look like you are feeling something. You see, Jacob did not feel anything. He didn't feel goosebumps. Like, as I entered the place, I felt goosebumps all over me. You see, you see, you are being natural. That is why you are looking for goosebumps. Because the body should feel something. I should feel some warm air, cold air blowing around me. Then I know that that is natural. That is the natural. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You are expecting that, oh, if it is the house of God, then as soon as I step in, you know. But Jacob, he was looking for stones, gathering stones, a hard place, hard place. Laying them for a pillow. For him, he was just, let me alight here and just rest and get up and continue my journey. And then he woke up and said, wow, God is here and I didn't know. God is here and I didn't know. This is a house of God and I'm cheating. This is the house of God and I'm treating the place like it's nothing. God is here and I didn't know. But when you are conscious, when you are conscious of it, I say, this is the house of God. I might reference it. I have to respect it. It is the house of God. Amen. God is here and I didn't know. God is here. And I know that God is here. Why am I saying that? Because he says that where two or three are gathered in his name. It is his word and I believe it. So when two or three are gathered in his name, I will not stand out there and be chatting. If I am conscious of the fact that God is here. But you are not conscious of it because you are too natural. And so you are standing there and talking having conversation. Sometimes prayer meeting and you see that somebody will come and grab someone and take him outside. Let's talk about it. 
as long as you are not conscious of it, you will not receive of the things of God. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1. Hallelujah. He says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked. And behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. He saw the bush was on fire, but it wasn't consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burning? And when the Lord saw, when the Lord saw, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, then God called him. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, when the Lord saw that the man is not treating this as an accident, a bush that is just burning, but he turned aside to be conscious What is this? This must be a great sight. This must be supernatural. This cannot be ordinary. And when he turned aside, then God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither. You see, the man was just caring for the sheep. In the wilderness, just let them eat. People, shepherds have gone there all the time. This is a place where shepherds take their sheep. And he also took their sheep, his sheep. And they were just grazing. And he just walking them and just driving them here and there. But that same place, that same place, He says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the burning bush, the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. I have passed here many times. I never saw this before. But I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigher hither. Put off thy shoes. The place that he has been walking all the time. That other shepherds come and go. 
Beloved, students may come and have meetings here. It may be a graduation hall. It may be another gathering for other groups. It may be anything. But when the brethren gather here in the name of the Lord, it changes. It changes. It changes. Yes, you came and you saw people made a mess. I mean, some of the places where we have our churches, there are places where halls that are rented to other people, they have parties and they drink and they mess the place up, alcohol on the floor all over. So you see, if you are not conscious and say that, to me, this is the house of the Lord, you may also treat it like that. You may also treat it like that. You may also leave it dirty like that. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So that same place where other shepherds have passed with their flock. And so now for Moses, he says, draw not hither. Don't come any closer. Put off your shoes from off your feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. It is holy ground. It is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon, upon God. That same grass, that same bush that was burning, that he turned to look. Now suddenly, he was afraid to look. Suddenly he was afraid, because now he has become conscious that this is the house of God. This is the spirit of God. This is different. This is not an ordinary bush that is burning. Suddenly, it is something that he's giving reference. I can't even look at you directly. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Suddenly, he is not treating the place as ordinary. Suddenly, it's a place that he has to take his shoes off to stand. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are here in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Look at that. The answer to 400 years of prayers, the answer to a nation who have been crying to the Lord for 400 years, that answer is in a place where you wouldn't think it will come. The answer to that question. The answer to your long-awaited prayers, it is in this place, and you will not even see. It is in this place, and you will not even see. And it's not a place that you treat and have reverence for. But tonight, may the Lord open your eyes. I say, may the Lord open your eyes to be conscious of his presence. Hallelujah. As you turn aside to look, answer to your prayers will come. Yes. 
as you begin to be conscious and say, when I come here, I am coming to the presence of God. I am coming to the house of God. I am coming to hear the voice of God. It may not look like that. It may not look like some, some priest with certain voice. You know what I'm saying? It may not sound like that. But if you, if your mindset will be that, as I'm coming here, the voice that I'm going to hear, it may sound like a man's voice. It sounds like a man's voice. But it is God who is going to talk to me. Answers to your long-awaited prayers. It shall come. It shall come. Hallelujah. There seems to be a fine line. A fine line between the natural and the supernatural. It seems to be a fine step, a fine step between the natural and the, spirit, and the supernatural, between the natural and the spirit. And you need to find out. You need to, you need to know. It says that you need to exercise your senses, exercise your senses that you'll be able to discern, that you'll be able to discern between the the natural and the spiritual. Exercise your senses. First Samuel. First Samuel. First Samuel chapter three. Am I preaching some to somebody tonight? First Samuel chapter three and verse one. It says, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at the time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. I want you to take note of this. And the Lord called Samuel. The Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. The Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. Verse 5, verse 4, verse 5, it says, And he ran unto Eli. He ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. The Lord called Samuel and he said, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and he said, I heard you. You called me. You see, the line between the natural and the supernatural is very fine. It may sound like a man's voice. It sounds like a man's voice. It sounds like the, your pastor's voice. It sounds just like your pastor's voice. But the Lord called Samuel. The Lord called Samuel. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. 
And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. I am sure. I know this voice. I know your voice. I am sure you called me. He said, you did call me. You see, that emphasized that you really, don't tell me you didn't call me. You called me. I heard your voice. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. You see, as long as you are relating to God in the natural, God will not speak to you. As long as you are still hearing the voice of a man and you are not understanding and thinking that God can possibly be talking to you, God will not speak to you. God will not speak to you. He says, the natural man, your natural, you can receive nothing from the Spirit of God. The natural. God will not relate to the natural. God will not relate to the natural. So, he said, I called not my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. So he was just as natural. And he only understands natural things. And relates in the natural. And God will not speak to him. And then verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down. And it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say. Don't say, here am I. That is too natural, relating to your father like that. But when he calls, this is what you have to say. Say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Acknowledge him. Relate to him. Let him know that you have not seen him, but you feel his presence. Let him know that you hear a voice you can see, but you know it is him. Let him know. Acknowledge him. That is how he's going to talk to you. Once you say, speak, Lord, he knows that you have not seen. Your eyes have not seen, but you are acknowledging you are in the spirit. 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 You have not seen, but you are relating with him. You are in the spirit. Acknowledging. It looks so ordinary. The house looks so the hall looks so ordinary. People meet here. The tiles don't look like the heavenly tiles. But acknowledge and say, here is the house of God. Acknowledge. So he says, go. When he calls you, don't say, here am I. This thou shalt say. This is how you should respond. This is how you should talk to him. Acknowledge him. It is the Lord. Acknowledge him. You may not see him. His voice sounds like your pastor's voice. His voice sounds like a man's voice. His voice sounds like ordinary. It doesn't come like that. But you just say, Here am I, Lord. Speak, thou servant, heareth. Acknowledge him. Be conscious of him. 
Be conscious of him. For thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Verse 10. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. The same way. The same way. God is not going to change it for you. Because you are relating naturally. And for you, if it is the voice of God, it should come in a certain way. My son, my son. That is how you are going to see that. This is, God is the same way, just as other times. Just like your pastor's voice, Jennifer. Just like your pastor's voice. The same way. He's not going to change it for you. You need to change. You need to acknowledge him. You need to be in the spirit to relate to him. It's not going to change it for you. And the Lord came and stood and called us at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak for thy servant heareth. He didn't go to a man to hear a voice of a man. But where he was, he acknowledged that there is a God that is present and he can speak. He said, speak for thy servant heareth. And look at what happened. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tinkle. The Lord is about to do a thing in your life that when people will hear, it will tinkle. Only if you can acknowledge him. Only if you can recognize him. Only if you can step into the supernatural. If you can step into the spiritual, he's about to say something to you. He's about to do something to you that it will tingle the eyes and the ears of people. It will tingle the ears of people. If you can acknowledge him. He's about to do something in your life. Something that people will hear and say, is that you? Is that him? Is that you? Is that him? It will tingle. It will tingle their ears. If you can step into the supernatural. If you can step into the spiritual to receive from him. He's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting for his children who can step in the supernatural. He's waiting for his children who can step in outside of their natural. He's waiting. He's ready. He's ready to do something that will tinkle the ears of a nation. He's ready. But the natural man cannot. As long as you are in the natural, he will not. He will not. The Lord said to someone, behold, let's read that, no. The Lord said to someone, behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that hear it, it shall tinkle. Hallelujah. Amen. See, God is speaking all the time. God is speaking all the time. But we don't hear. God is speaking all the time. But we don't hear. We cannot hear. He wants to. He's calling. If only you can step into the supernatural. If only you can step. If only you can move out of your natural into spiritual. If only you can be conscious of the spiritual. If only you can. You will recognize him. Yes, I don't see him, but I believe he's here. Yes, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's a hard place. It looks like I'm in a hard situation, but he's in it. I believe God is in this also. If you can acknowledge God's presence in the situation that you are in, 
if only you can acknowledge. I say God is speaking all the time, but we don't hear because we are too natural. We are too natural. We are too natural. That is why sometimes God, out of his mercy, out of his mercy, he will visit us in our dreams. Out of his mercy, he will visit us. He will give us a vision out of his mercy. Because, you see, when you sleep, you, you put the natural down. When you sleep, the natural is dead. When you sleep, the natural goes off. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When you sleep, you don't see. When you are sleeping, you cannot hear. When you are sleeping, you can't taste. Or there are some people, they sleep and they are eating. <laughs> As for you, mercy on you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? When you are sleeping, you cannot see. And so the senses are down. You see, when you are sleeping, it's a natural, natural exercising of the senses down. You downgrade the senses. And the spirit man is alive. The spirit man does not sleep. How do I know that? How do we know? The Bible says that God is a spirit. And the Bible also says in Psalm 121 and I believe verse 4, it says that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. And we have a spirit. So the spirit man does not sleep, does not slumber. So the spirit will be awake when you put the flesh to sleep. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That is why in the book of Job, let's look Job, Job chapter 33. Job chapter 33. Job chapter 33. And verse number 14. Job chapter 3 and verse 14. Are you there? Job chapter 3 and verse 14. It says, for God speaketh once. God is talking. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. God is talking, but we can't perceive it. God wants to say certain things to us, but we cannot perceive it. God is talking, Robert, but we can't perceive it. We say that it's the pastor. The pastor is talking. The pastor is saying things. Is he not done preaching? Is he not done talking? He preaches for too long. God is speaking. He said, God speaketh it once. Yea, twice. But man perceived it not. That means, you see, you need to perceive that this is the voice of God. You need to perceive. You, 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 not, you don't need to hear it and say, I hear the voice of God. But you need to perceive and discern. And it comes when you have exercised your senses. You need to perceive that this is God. It doesn't come natural. You are looking to hear him naturally, but it doesn't come like that. God is talking. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceived it not. But God, out of his mercy, so out of his mercy, because he has things to tell you. 
He has things to do in your life. He has things to show you. So the next verse, he says, in a dream, since the man perceived it not, since I'm talking and he cannot hear because his natural senses, they are too awake, too alert. Then in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, when deep sleep falleth upon men, when the, when the flesh is down, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, slumberings, slumberings are light sleep. How many of you, you are sitting there and you feel like you fell asleep? That is when you have visions. That is when you have visions. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So he says, in the slumbering, he says, deep sleep falleth upon men. And in slumberings upon the bed, then he opened the ears of men and sealed their instructions. When they can know, when the senses are down, then he can relate to the spirit. Then he can visit the spirit. Then he can talk to the spirit. God will not relate to you as long as you are natural. The natural man received nothing from God. The natural man. He says, he opened the ears of men and sealed their instruction. When they are asleep, when they are down. Because the spirit man is awake. The spirit man is alert. The spirit man hears the voice of God. That is when he's able to talk. That is when he's able to relate with the man. Hallelujah. That is when he's able to talk to the man. Amen. But when you wake up, when you wake up, you see, when you wake up and you are a person whose senses are not exercised, when you wake up, then the natural man overcomes the spirit man. You see, the relation, it is with the spirit. God spoke to the spirit. But when you wake up, then the natural man takes over. And then you realize, I had a dream. And then you forget everything. Then you forget everything. You forget everything. I had a dream. I had a dream. I, I, you, you try, you see, it is there somehow. It is there. I, I think I had a dream. I had a dream. God visits. He says so many things to the spirit. He shows the spirit man so many things. But when the natural man wakes up, he takes over. Because you have not exercised your senses. That the natural man is still stronger over the spirit man. You have not exercised your senses. And you forget all that the Lord showed you. All that the Lord revealed to you. Do sometimes it says, you see, when God wants to show us things. So sometimes you are there and slumbering, a little slumbering, you see that he gives you a vision. He gives the spirit man a vision. In a slumber, you say, mm, mm, I had a vision. Mm, I had a vision because there was an opportunity right there. Say, I had a vision. God wants to relate with you. He wants to show you things. But when you wake up, you, are, you, you have even forgotten because the natural man, the natural man, because you, as soon as you woke up, the first thing is your breakfast. 
I need my breakfast. The first thing that when you wake up, you want your breakfast. The first thing when you wake up, you want to brush your teeth. You want the, the mouth to smell well. You want to wash your face. The first thing when you wake up, you want to take a shower. The first thing when you wake up, you want the body, the flesh. And so you say, mm, I think I had a dream, but the flesh has taken over already. But if you were to rise up from the dream and continue to be in the spirit and continue to speak, as you rise up from the dream and you begin to pray in the spirit and you begin to pray, you see that immediately you see that it begins to download the spirit begins to download then you are getting meaning to the dream meaning understanding vision revelations then they are coming back to you as you continue to be in the spirit as you are in the spirit and you see that it is coming and it is coming back and you see that you see people dream and they don't even have meaning but if you will continue in the in the spirit when you rise up and suppress the natural. You say, yes, I need to brush my teeth, but I'm having a conversation with the Lord. The conversation continues. And he gives you meaning. The conversation continues. And he gives you understanding. He gives you meaning. He gives you revelations. And you say, aha, this dream, this is what it means. You don't need that another man teaches you anything. If you can continue in the spirit when you wake up. Our time is up. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Suppress the natural. Suppress the natural. Mandarama Shandu. Lenderema Sandarama. Kori Andarababa. Mindarama. Our walk with God is a supernatural. It's a spiritual walk. It is a spiritual walk. Yes, it is a spiritual walk. It is a spiritual walk. Mandule masandara makaba. Oriandara masandore be. Kabondele masandore makaba shandarama. Oriala masando lebro shandara makaba yandele belebe. Koriala masandore yandara bababa. Ikondele masondele masandore makaba yandarama. Me andara makaba yandarama. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Matandole Mashandarama. Makamayandala Mashando Le Remo Sandara Makaba. Remo Santere Makaba. Oh Lord, we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We cherish you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, change us, change us. Lord, we love to relate to you, oh God. Help us, oh God, to suppress the natural. Help us, Lord, to relate with you in the spirit. He said, God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in the spirit and in the truth. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us. Help us. Yes, God is speaking. 
It may sound like the voice of a man. Yes. It sounds like a pastor's voice. But if you be in the spirit, if you be in the spirit, long-awaited answers. Long-awaited answers. He's ready to bring them solutions to problems that are impossible. He's bringing solutions. But he needs to relate to you with the spirit. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the spirit, the Lord relates to his people. He the natural man, the natural man. He cannot, he cannot. He cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man. Oh, yes. Be conscious of the presence of the Lord. Yes. Yes. A desire and a hunger to know more of you, Lord. Let's suppress this natural man. That we will suppress the natural man. Help us, O God, to exercise our senses. Exercise our senses. That we can handle strong me. That we can eat strong me. That we can receive strong me. Help us, Jesus. Yes. 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 Oh. Oh, 
Father, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for revealing these things to us. We are grateful and we're thankful. Lord, we ask, help us to acknowledge your presence in our lives. Help us, Lord, to be conscious of you. Help us, oh God, to be conscious of your presence. Help us, Lord, to know that you are always near. Help us, Lord, to know that you are always speaking. May we perceive your voice when you speak. May we discern the voice of God. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here tonight. You are not born again and you want to give your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, if that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for your love for us. That whilst we were still sinning, whilst we were living in our sins, you gave Jesus, you gave Christ to die for our sins. We are thankful and grateful. Help us to always walk with you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus? As you take your seat. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.com. B-R-O-N-X at gmail.com.